Yate, hello. Welcome to Real Native Roots Untold Stories, a podcast by a Native woman with deep roots, hosted by yours truly, Vicki Katsuli Boy Oldman. I am a lover of stories, a connector, and a holder of wisdom keepers. Each month, we will be connecting with our Native relatives and exploring what medicine our guests share and offer to us. Please join me on this uncharted journey to learn, connect, and reflect. Ayahat. Thank you. You, you take a cold, hard look at yourself. I mean, for really what it is right at that moment in your life. And I really took a really deep look at myself. And I thought to myself, this is not what I wanted to do after high school. And I was actually drinking when this happened. And my, my last drink came when all of this. So as I spiraled down in being a transient on the street. I didn't go home. I didn't, I was living, just sleeping in the, in the sticks or being at a trailer park where we were cooking up crap. And I thought to myself, as it was coming to this point, I was thinking to myself, this is not what I want in my life. This is not what my hopes and dreams were. And it really, really, really deep down inside just brought out the utter sadness in me. All this time, I was trying to cover it up. All this time, I was trying to drink it away. I was trying to smoke it away. I was trying to needle it away. That's what I need. It's always there. The longing for the dad that I never had in my life. And I got mad at God. Why did you? Why did you take him from me? Why couldn't I have grown up without a dad? That's self-pity. I'm having a pity party. And drugs and alcohol are my misery that loves company. You know, and I kept crying every time. I, it wasn't a good time anymore. I wasn't having a good time anymore. It was like, yeah, you go to high school parties. The parties here and there, the bars, everything that entails underneath that banner that you feel like everybody else is doing this. So I'm going to do it too. That's the only way I'll be accepted. So I was on the south side of Farmington. We're at a party spot out there. I, I couldn't get drunk anymore for some reason on that particular night. As much as I drank, I was drinking all day. I was sipping on some whiskey and I was drinking beer all day. So, so I was somebody I always ran into, I always knew. It's, it's funny how when you have that type of party life, you're always going to have somebody that wants to party with you or drink or whatever the case may be. But I always found something. that's what that's what they call like the evil that lives is the evil in this world doesn't want you to succeed. The evil in this world knows your potential. So why, why, why do we, why do we feed that evil if we know that it's going to hurt us? And I had that revelation as I was standing in the back of, of the car and I was swirling beer around and like, this is not what I wanted my life to be. This is not what I want to do after high school. This is not why I went to the military. This is not why I want, I want a better life for myself. I wanted to have a house. I want the American dream that everybody has. This is not what my grandma taught me to be. We all know better. But do we do better? That's the decision that I had to come to right there. Is I want to do better despite of this. In spite of me accepting the fact that I'm going to die within a year, that I'm going to drink myself to death. I can't get over this. This is it. Oh, I need this every day. I can't function without it. Ask yourself this question. What is it right now that you feel like is hurting, that you can't function or can't live without, that you just accepted it and you're not willing to do anything to change that? That's when you come to the realization that this bitter pill I got to swallow right now 
and I, and I cried by myself and I poured out that beer, took the cake out of the car. And I said, mind you, I had to, I, I, I tried to quit drinking years before that. It's not like, okay, well, this is one day that I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to listen to reason. I'm trying to listen to those teachings that I had, but I was forgetting. I'm going to drink myself until I can't feel any more pain. And it doesn't have to be in, 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 in the case of if you're listening out there, it doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. It can be pornography. It can be fame, fortune. It can be whatever the case may be. So that's the bitter pill that you're probably holding in your hand right now that you know that you have to swallow. That's going to make this a better way of life. So July 17, 1996, I decided this is it. This is it. I'm all in. I pushed all my casino chips on right here. This is it. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go back to what I know. I'm going to go back to what I was taught. I'm going to stop hurting, but I'll always carry it. That doesn't mean that you'll stop hurting. It doesn't mean that you'll stop feeling an emptiness. You just fill it with things that are good now. Now I understood that concept. The good road, that Bushel road is very difficult to walk on because it requires you to be disciplined. You have to have that power to say that I'm going to do whatever it takes to stay on this road. Yeah, I'll make mistakes, but I learn how to correct it. It's not going to be huge, but I know how to correct it. It doesn't It doesn't say that life is going to get easier. A matter of fact, when you walk on Hojjong, it gets harder because everything that you wanted to do in the flesh, now you have to push that out of the way. Like as soon as you get on the freeway, there's road rage. As soon as somebody upsets you, you're going to say cuss words. Oh man, there it is. I already said it already. I thought it's a sick. <laughs> but you know how to correct it. You're like, oh, please forgive me, creator, that I've said that. Bless that person. Maybe they're in a hurry. And ho- hopefully that you change your mentality of a yo then that that stranger that just cut you off, that flipped you off. You're like, oh, okay, okay. You realize that you were you were that person at one point, and there was somebody probably in the crowd that was praying for me as I was making a fool out of myself. For the last drink, I didn't drink. I poured it out. I went home. I went back to my mom's house. It was early in the morning. I didn't stagger in. I just went straight in. I was so high and I was so drunk that I couldn't go to sleep. The room was just spinning. But once all the toxins started to leave my body, I started to shake. I started to shiver. I started to sweat. Back then, my hair was really long. I was really, really overweight. I became a shell of what I was. Nobody, I was unrecognizable to people. And you become whatever it is that you're following. And I was following the wrong road. That's what I became. I was opening doors to jail cells, but I was locking myself in. To DWI, to corpse, to bad people, to people I ripped off or helped ripped off. And we gave you the mentality to steal from the ground her necklace. But it was no small thing that you had to do when you're trying to overcome your addiction because you're fighting that battle yourself. You're fighting yourself. Mm-hmm. And that part is the, one of the biggest battles that you'll ever fight with yourself. And I battled myself, and I battled myself for two days, three days, a week. Finally, two weeks, I was finally starting to feel better. I couldn't eat. My mom was sitting there. <laughs> she knew I was detoxifying. And the room that I was in had a full mattress on it and a sleeping bag. It was like a bed. It was just a roll out there. And she came in there, and she'd have to say anything. 
she just knelt down beside me and my hair was all full of sweat and she she put my head on her lap and she brushed my hair back and say anything. How many times is uh, our creator trying to brush our hair back? Say anything but no one who's creating this life. Love a is pretty strong. It doesn't even have to say a word. And I just kept slowly opening my eyes and I could feel my mom and I felt like I was three years old again. I think at that moment I need to put marking on the things that I don't have and start looking at the things that I do. Like my mom. I never realized that I was so selfish that I didn't realize that my mom went through some craziness herself. My mom went through all the pain of losing her husband, of dealing with it, of raising me. I finally understood all of that and why she wanted me to be a success. I always say that my mom is the toughest soldier that the army ever knew because we had to battle the rest of our lives. She didn't carry a gun. She carried her Bible. She prayed and she prayed and she prayed for me right there. And then she got up and she left. She turned the fan on for me because when I was going to sleep, it was in the of July, so it was hot in the room. And then she finally got up and she seen me come out of the room, so she made me some dinner. And I started to eat again. Started to feel somewhat normal. Had this little hangover for a few weeks, but the DTs were bad. The withdrawals were bad. But I knew it was the right thing to do. It was something that I wanted to do. It's crazy because my initial intention was to stay sober for two weeks. And that was it. Two weeks turned into two months, two years, 12, 15, 20. They added up when I decided that I'm try to walk this road, which I've heard about. I've seen a few people do it. It was probably, I can count them on my hand that I've met some men and that have traveled that road. And if I want to be known as, as a person who did something, I don't want to be a person that did something grateful to be famous, famous and whatever. I wanted to be known as somebody who did something for himself. And so I started this journey every day, just one day at a time, one day at a time. So when you're making that battle, when you're making that conscious decision that you're going to make your life better, it's going to take one day. You don't say, well, two weeks from now, I want to be here. Next week, it's right here. It's today. Whatever the sun is right now, that you're living in that moment, that you're listening in the moment, that you're channeling in that moment. That even though that you have all these things that are piling up, those problems, that they start to get less and less and less as you start making the right turns over here. That all of these things, these seeds that you planted, they come back and you're dealing with the seeds that you planted, you're coming back and dealing with it, dealing with it, dealing with it, until it becomes low and the side becomes high. Then you start to realize that the doors that you're opening are doors of goodness. The doors that you're trying to open are the ones that are bettering your life and bettering as you journey your relationship, your friendship. Pretty soon you're working not just for yourself, you're working for your community, you're working for mankind. You're working for your the lush, like the love, the human elements. And you keep pushing forward and take, what else can I do? Then all of these things, as God says, will be added onto you. You become that thing from the sole of your feet to the crown of your head, and you become this person. Whatever those talents and gifts that you were given, they start to open. They start to open for the better. You start to gain ground that you've been trying so hard to achieve. Beautiful. I, I'll tell you, I about cry when you, I could see the moment of 
the mother's love and that's compassion that she modeled that just really it's still with me right now and everything that you describe what's interesting this is my two and a half on my third year doing this podcast I would say you're the fourth or fifth one that has shared their story of recovery and every single one of you all had said as soon as you made that choice and as soon as you took a different path, the way you were describing how you start to work and then people coming into your life and you start to do things for the community, every single one of you all has said a whole nother door opens. So many opportunities come your way. And all of them at to some degree have said, not necessarily love, but I know that's what they're getting at about this self love. When you don't do that for yourself, it's hard to see it out. Thank you for sharing that story. I also love that you had said, take it one day at a time. <laughs> We're not going to know what's going to happen in the next hour. We have proposed plans, but we don't know. Life is so amazing and it's so curious at the same time. It made me think about this uh, audiobook I'm reading or not reading, listening to. This woman said she worked in the ER and she basically said she saw just what you would imagine in ER. And she said it blew her mind that you just don't know. As much as you want to plan, as much as you have a plan about your life and what you want, you do not know when you are leaving. She was talking about how she had to do some healing herself. And, and it made her realize, I just want to take gratitude for this moment. Just be in my present moment. And all we, all we have control of is this moment and the choices that we make. And it's funny because it's really simple. It's either this or this. Yeah. Yes. That's it. In a matter of a second, right? And I've been really teaching my boys to try to listen to their body. Intuition. I try to tell them that when you come to a place where you have to make a decision, I go, the first thing is your body knows. Your body knows what the answer is. The cells in your bodies, they know. What is your cell saying? What is the body saying? Then what happens is we get the emotions and then we go to our head and we overthink it and then that we make a decision, usually against our intuition. <laughs> so thank you for all of that. The theme that I'm really hearing from you about is love and how love looks so different from herding sheep and hearing the love lessons from your grandparents and seeing how your mom modeled love and how you came to a realization of really, truly loving yourself. Yeah. And you love your enemy. You, you you understand that. You understand when those people do come into your life that you realize that each time the prayer that you said has 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 a testing in it. It's not just going to be, okay, well, I'm going to pray and then Creator's going to do it all for me. Yeah, there's a part that there, there's an element that you have to work at that to meet halfway. But so the Zeniki in that prayer that you said, you have to go after it. And there's a couple of times I've written that quote down is that I'm going after the life that I prayed for. Are we going after the life that we prayed for? And so was an lie. Are you going after it, carrying the love with you? I did a presentation one time where I said that COVID has its blessings. And it does. You and I would not be sitting here without COVID. We would not be reaching 
more people if it wasn't for COVID. If you start to look at the things that are blessings in your life, rather than living in the curse, you will start to understand why these things that are bad that happen in your life. It's not going to make it easier, but it'll make it easier for you to deal with because you have that so this, you have that foundation. Even the enemies or even the people that ever hurt you in the past, that, oh my gosh, you want to seek revenge so bad that you can taste it. You want to just... <laughs> Man, you want to strangle them so bad because they double-crossed you. And question this. God says that he without sin cast the first stone. It lines up with our teaching, too. It's not like you did something bad in your life, either. It's sin does not outweigh each other. It's the human element that puts a victory on the sin. See, even a thought in our minds is a sin. Lusting after a man, lusting after a woman, you've already sinned in your heart and live a JB get the odd. That's where that starts from. So we don't have we we're not perfect. And we're okay with that because we have to rely on a perfect God that's gonna carry us through the pains, the trials, and the tribulations that continue in our lives. But you're able to know that hey, God is in control. I'm gonna enjoy this day. I can't do nothing about it. I can't do nothing about the past. I'm working on my future. But too often, we always look to the past. Because of you, I'm like this. Because of what you did. Because of what you said that I'm still like this today. That's not the case. Cut it loose. Cut it loose right here. That happened in the past. There's not one thing they can do, but you can take away the blessings from it. That I'm not going to hurt myself in that way again by being around people like know who to look out for now. And I'm going to start using people that will empower, that will add power to my life, that will add power to my mind, that will put something in my toolbox that I'm going to use later on. I'm going to use that tool right here where it applies to me in my life. Is it going to be a perfect way? No, I'm, I'm not even living my perfect life by far, but I'm enjoying this right now where I'm at. I'm enjoying that I'm a businessman. I'm enjoying that my my wife became a businesswoman. I'm enjoying that we have adult kids. I'm enjoying the, the home and everything that it entails, that something wasn't given to me, that I had to make a choice one day that I'm going to better my life. Whatever that is, it's going to happen. As long as I take this first step, this first day right here, and enjoy enjoy yeah it's gonna have problems but you always gotta think about it this way the joy of the lord is my strength that's what that means so when you start to think about the past and i have a poem myself mm, please read i'm gonna go off track here and i'm gonna add a little bit of music to it if you can hear it Although the pain is there, I know you can come when I call, but I know that God did not let me fall. Over time, my wounds were exposed, and I often chose that I should rule over. The tears runs over the earth like the summer rains filled with salt, even when I thought it was all my fault. The rain kept falling, blurring my vision. I could not see where I was stepping as I continued stirring the pot at in motion. The ground beneath me is unstable. From the rain that has put me in vain, I'm drowning. 
I can't talk. I can't breathe. I can't tell. I can't see. I can't live. Maybe I shouldn't be able to such a thing. Come take me in one sweet swift. Make me whole again as I cut myself on my own shattered flawless abruptness. James Jones, author, unknown. I do want to seek revenge. If you want to think that it's going to make you better and and make people see that I, who have hurt you. Just use the beauty of that pain for yourself. You don't have to point the finger. I'm just tell God this is the way I feel. It doesn't have to be thy Lord, thy God, and you can see look at God. This is what's up. I'm crying. I'm freaking hurt. This person jacked me up a long time ago. Yeah, I don't want to feel like that. See, that's prayer. That's one-on-one. -on -one. That's prayer from your heart. That's prayer without putting all the bells and whistles on it. That's religious. Remember, it's a big thing between the bridge and that relationship with your This, right here, this is the day that was created by God. And then the next verse goes, I will be glad and I will rejoice. That's a book that I'm, that's a poem from the book that I'm writing. It's called Listen With Your Heart. Mm -hmm. Thank you, James. It's beautiful. Yeah. I can I wrote that poem in 30 seconds. It's not like I sat there and sat there and said I can write like like I do comp by the seat of my pants. And I've been given that gift to be improvisational or epidextrous. But that's the gift that I use today. Behind the scenes, people think that we practice or I practice. Whatever comes out is going to come out. That's my starting point. And there's an end just like this right here. We didn't know where it was going to go. But we relied on the creator to guide us through that. And to touch people in, in your audience, in your ministry, to make them better. And that's what this is for, is to make each other better. It's to make mm -hmm. each other in love. And you're working at the same way. Yeah, we all have pain, struggles, trials, and tribulations. But we can take away something from one person's strength and say that I'm going to make that my strength. I'm going to make that my theme to my life. I'm going to live differently from here on out. That I'm going to throw away those addictions. I know it's there, but I have the power. I have that power of decision that I'm not going to do it. And nobody's going to take that power away from me. Only you yourself can make these things happen if you want more education. By all means, go out and get more education. If you want to lose weight, you have to put the work into it. It's not just going to be one day. It's going to be the rest of your life. I think people make New Year's resolutions even on that. And then two, three months later, that New Year's resolutions is gone. They didn't make that new commitment. Yeah. But everything, everything will work out for the glory of God. Even if you feel like you're spinning your tires, even if you feel like you have questions unanswered, there's nothing like going to the power of prayer that's going to help you. It's not going to help you understand it, but we don't, we don't understand why things happen in our lives, but we do understand it for the better. Once you're able to accept that, 
this life that we live is going to get better. Maybe your podcast will reach people out there that are dealing with certain things in their life that this world that we live in is crazy. Maybe it'll help kids understand that their value is a lot better so they don't have to carry a gun into a school. We have to stop hurting each other. There's a song that says that love never hurt nobody. We all need to learn to love again. Nejona, Nejona, Nejona. I can't underscore that enough. You all heard it, folks. We need to stop hurting each other. We need to stop hurting ourselves. I would love to find that song, Love Never Hurt Anybody. I forgot. Probably have to search uh, the song list and see if... Yeah, definitely will. Yeah, how that song went. I have a couple questions that are just a little different to shift. But one is, you had mentioned tools. We've gathered tools along the way and we all have our little tool bag. And when appropriate or when in need, you pull those to help you. The other thing is, I really appreciate you saying what it looks like or may sound like when you have a conversation with creator, God, universe, like people have different ways in how they feel comfortable in saying that, but something bigger than us, right? Having a conversation it doesn't have to be formal and just, hey, I'm in really in a hard place. I just need help today. Just today. Get me through today. My dad always re- reminded me, he told me, sweetheart, he goes, you don't need elaborate ceremony. If you have to just roll a tobacco, go pray for yourself, go out early in the morning and pray. And then he even broke it down and he honey, just a cup of water. <laughs> and if you don't have anything, just go outside and pray for yourself. You can ask all these people to pray for you, but the strongest way is to pray for yourself. Through my life journey, I've went to different forms of like churches just to be curious. I actually even went to a non-denominational church one time and I went to Bible study because I wanted to understand what what was in there, what these stories were about. And I learned so much. And I actually even pushed back in some of my classes. I'm like, well, I have a question here. And I agree with you. So a couple of times you said through this podcast is that this is what is read. This is what I'm reading. But it's the same thing here in Navajo. There's parallels in the teachings the biggest thing here is how we communicate. It doesn't have to be formal. Something quick, even long, there, it's whatever your heart is needing at that time. As you said earlier, like we didn't know what we we're going to say. You, you and I connected earlier. We just kind of go with it, right? And I feel like the biggest lesson that you're telling folks here is about love and what does that really look like? I, I'm excited that you're writing a book. Those of you who a lot of you I know in Indian country know who James Jones is, but we know he's a comedian. We know he's a motivational speaker, but I had no idea you're becoming an author, which is amazing. What else is in the near horizon for you? Any upcoming movies that folks should be aware of? But the book, when is that going to be released? Oh, man, the book is really taking it on its own mind. <laughs> uh, I'm saying probably another year at, at least it's... Um, I'm talking about my life's journey and how I've learned some of the hard lessons. And I want people to walk away with the understanding that you can be as res as you want to be, but you show the world how res you are. <laughs> and every day I always start with giving thanks and to what, what can I do is, is always my mentality. What can I do for 
for another person. So I'll give you this that happened recently. And we were down in Phoenix, my wife and my daughter, we were there for, we had a couple of shows down in Tucson, so we rented a house. And so we were gonna buy some food. We looked up Sam's Club and Sam's Club was quite a ways away, but we're like, okay, well, let's, let's go head over there, pick up some groceries and we have some food for the rest of the week. But um, we're in the parking lot and uh, there was this one, a transient guy that came up to my wife, trying to ask her something. She hurried up and got in the in the vehicle and she's like, no, I don't want to talk to that person. But I was still unloading the cart and then I had to put the cart away. And so he was standing right in my path. He's, he, he was African-American um, young kid. And I could tell like he was kind of strung out on, on drugs or whatever the case, but he, he was having a rough time at that moment. And it was hot. It was really hot outside. And, and I looked down and I saw that um, he didn't have any shoes on, but he had socks over his feet and the pavement was so hot and he was kind of hopping around. Like if he wanted to go to the next section, he had to hurry up and run to, to a shade. So, and then he comes up to me and he says, excuse me, sir, do you think you could uh, go back inside and buy me some shoes? And I said, oh no, man, I don't have any money. That was my first like thought. Mm -hmm. And then I got, I got in, got in the vehicle and I backed out. And as I was driving away, I just looked in the rearview mirror about 40 feet away. I stopped. My wife said, what are you doing? I can't leave that poor kid like that. I went over there and he looked at me and I waved him over said, hey, come here. I can't buy you any shoes. I told him. And I said, but I'm going to take off mine. God has blessed me to wear shoes that are pretty pricey. This one was running shoes. They were New Balance, the latest and greatest. I just got them maybe about a month ago. And I took them off. I said, here, man, I hope you're size 12. He says, I'm a, I'm a size 13, but I'll make it work. He walked away. And I was going to put it on social media. And I was like, I'm not doing it for me. Mm. I'm doing it for God. That's what I want the story is to entail is that it all starts with, with God. It starts with your prayer life. So this is the Zenikitsa That's what you start anything you do with. Like we started this podcast, putting our hand on our heart, knowing that that's, that spirit resides inside of us. When this is all said and done, I would like to enter those pearly gates. Finally, say, glad to meet you, Father. And I hope he says that, yes, you've done well. I'm going to have to answer for some of my actions, but I'm also going to have to give him the glory for things that I've done that are good, mission trips to Africa. So the answer to your question is, once you find that prayer or you have that relationship with God, the creator, that's going to be your base foundation for everything that's going to dictate in your life. It's not going to be one. Every aspect that you got to quit hiding from yourself and you got to make it known to God. And too many times we feel like that God is just a man who walked around on earth in a toga. But we can't hide from him. We can't hide our feelings from him. If you can answer me this question, of how many hairs do you know is in your head? You say you don't know, but God knows. So why do we hide those deepest parts of ourselves to God? And all you have to do is say, look, I'm struggling with this alcoholic addiction. And I feel like I'm about to fall over the edge because this person at my show just made me feel like crap and said that I was worthless and I'll never. But I know what you say about me is that I am more than a conqueror. I am created in your image. I'm not going to believe the lies, I believe the truth. And that truth 
Absolutely. Mm. Well, listeners, the other side of James Jones. <laughs> he's a he's a, a complex man. Um, not always funny, serious. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when you meet people, right? We only see well in these days, social media. You only see one side of the person. You know, whatever they put up. The, usually, it's our best version, right? Going back to different parts of our conversation and. We have to be careful how we use these tools, the media tools, the social yeah. tools. I've messed up. There are things that I'm going to have to also account for as well. And I have to remind myself, you're only human, Vicky. And but sometimes some of the actions, too, I realize, well, I could have prevented that. My body intuitively said, don't do it. And what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I do it because it's all the emotions. It's the emotions that are making these choices. But Listeners, I really hope that you've enjoyed this. Yeah, I know it for some folks, you're like, wow, it's deep for me. It was deep. And, but also, I feel like it, it's going back to the basics of simplicity and getting up. What do you need to do to ground yourself? Lately, the thing that I've been talking a lot is about pace. If we slow down enough, we are more intentional about our choices and our decisions. Some of the things that I even harvest from our conversation, discipline that we were taught from, yay high, and to go back to that, like returning back to those basic things that our, our relatives have taught us. And all of us that are listening now, we know, we always hear love conquers all. My latest mantra is love is the antidote. And to fully live that, it feels so overwhelmingly beautiful made me think about the Northwest tribal people. I was with a tribal leader. We were visiting the community. We we're doing some work there. And at the end, she made me cry because she said to me, thank you for a wonderful week. She said, my eyes are full. My ears are full. My heart is full. And I, I don't do it justice, but the way she, it was just that moment and I had goosebumps. And that's how I feel about our conversation today is filled and a lot to think about. There's a lot to think about here, folks. And so I really hope whatever you take away, even if it's one thing that it heals some part of you in some way or another. James, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing your vulnerability. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom from your relatives to what you're learning now and how you're applying that. I look forward to our growing friendship. And I hope I get to meet you in person one day and see you perform one day. Be careful on those biking trails <laughs> and good luck to your riding. So sending you some good riding vibes. So I always ask my guests one last thing, one final message to our listeners about what you would want, whether it could be a challenge, it could be a quote, whatever. One last thing that you want to leave with them before we, before we depart. The one thing that I'd really like for people to see is that they're stronger than they realize. Mm, yes. The thing you want to walk away with this is that you're stronger than you realize. But it's everything that we talked about, you having to take that first step towards some of those things that you fear. You fear that new job, you fear that more education, you fear that relationship, you fear whatever it is. Filling that gap here more stronger. Thank you. So 
I'm just going to say this. I'll probably cut it out, <laughs> but I'm just going to have to ask you. I was like, I, I want to have something clever to say to Mr. James Jones. And so this is what my departing word is. It's actually a little joke. So those of you who may or may not know, he was actually um, in the Star Wars movie, the Navajo version, he played Han Solo. And so the, the little joke is, why does Han Solo like to chew gum? Why? Because it's chewy. <laughs> that was chewy laughing, by the way. <laughs> All right, folks, I had to leave you with some laughter. One thing that I've learned from my native relatives is that there is a time for us to be deep, but you have to end it with laughter. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. laughter is a, is a medicine. So I leave you all. Hopefully you're all giggling and laughing, but I had to leave that. That was my gift to you, James. <laughs> all right, my friend, be well. Take care of yourself and we'll stay in touch. All right. Uh, no, no.